0: Welcome to another episode of Words and Nerds, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today, for the sixth time, I welcome Sarah Bailey, author of The Dark Lake, Into the Night, Where the Dead Go*, and the Housemate. For the sixth episode of The Writing Diaries, where we document Sarah's journey of writing an entire manuscript from the beginning of July to Christmas. We're going to record all the glory. We've had no tears. I don't expect there to be any... Welcome to this very special spin-off where, well, I don't know, is the seat still hot, Sarah? You've been sitting in it for six episodes now, or is it just like cool, calm, and collect?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's like hot, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good. It's like um, six, six check-ins feels like we're getting into like a rhythm, so yeah, I like it. It's good. Absolutely. Keeping me on it. I'm just going to.
0: I have to edit that bit. I just had to change my mic over. All right, I'm good. Otherwise, I was going through the computer. All right, now, last episode, episode five of this little series, I think you achieved about 80,000 words and you were aiming for about seven to ten more, so hoping to hit that 90K. So don't keep me any any more suspense, Sarah. It's been a few weeks, though, since we have spoken.
1: It has. I think it's been three um, Mm. and I am at the magic 90,034 words.
0: Oh, <laughs> awesome. I like to and 34 words. I, I think know, that's I really that. important.
1: <laughs> so I won't round it down. I'll like actually give you the exact number. Um, so, yeah, no, it's that's kind of exciting. It does feel like a milestone. Um, I actually have not written a word for a week. Mm. Um I really like blitzed it for sort of two weeks after we spoke and got like 10,000 words down. I was on a bit of a roll. and wow. really through. Yeah, a whole bunch of scenes that I'd kind of planned out that I just focused on getting down, which was really good. And then I um, I did go to Officeworks and <laughs> print it out. And the, the main reason was I was at a point where I was like, oh, I'm at, I'm at 90,000 words and I still have quite a lot of stuff to sort of tie up and manage, which I think basically means that I need to delete a bit of stuff or sort of reorganise a few things. And I sort of felt like it probably made sense to go back, review it, work out what some of those changes needed to be and then kind of um, get push off, on springboard and then kind of round it out with all of the story fresh in my mind. Um I'm kind of happy, I think, with most of the scenes that are in the story, but I think some are really padded out and some are kind of way too much just chat and sort of dialogue and I don't know if it's as sharp in a lot of places as I think it's going to need to be. So I've only actually just started reading it um, back to myself last night. I kind of gave it a proper rest for about a week. I was writing something else, just like a a, um, short story for a – collection so it was nice to sort of completely put it aside focus on another story it's obviously a very short story so it's not going to kind of completely take up all of my brain space um and then yeah I'm, I started reading it back last night and make, making some notes and whatnot and you know to be honest the first probably like I don't know 10 15 thousand words I've read a lot of times back yeah so it's actually, I'm not really finding like I'm picking up much that's a huge problem, at least not to me. Maybe my editor will <laughs> get out her red pen and be like, what are you doing starting the book in this spot? It's all wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure that when I get to, uh, you know, 20,000 words or so, I haven't really read a lot of that back to myself too much and I think I'll, I'll discover quite a few sections that need re-
0: rethinking and just re- rearranging so many questions just from what you've just said the first question I have since you this podcast episode you know these episodes were trying to get you to spur you on to write and keep you on track right but with this have you found that you've you had your goal and you hit it early did you then think oh I don't need to write anymore because I've achieved my goal did it actually hinder you or did you think no it needed a proper rest
1: I think no I think it's a bit of like I don't I don't really think I'm behaving any differently to how I would if um, I wasn't, you know, yeah. having to Chattin tell him about, about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I guess I can never really 100 percent say, but I think that um, I think that I just sometimes I know when I'm going to sit in front of my computer and not actually be very constructive. Yeah, I think you sort of do generally know that about yourself and. I'm sure if I had have have just decided, look, you know what, I'm going to get to 100,000 words at least and not print it out before I do that and just get the words down, I think that would have been a valid strategy and like a valid approach. Um, But I think I would still have to have then gone back and untangled quite a few things and maybe it would be a bit harder because I would have written kind of more fat by then as well. So then... I don't know. I, I don't mind overriding and I don't mind deleting words. It's not a thing that I find really difficult the way I know some people do. Um, but I still would prefer not to write words if I just absolutely know that I'm
0: going to delete them.
1: Yeah. Like it feels a bit um, counterintuitive, I suppose. So yeah.
0: words just to hit a goal and you've got to delete them and then write them again anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like um, I think. It did kind of cross my mind that I'd hit my goal. Like I remember, I did sort of think to myself, "Oh, I've done the ninety thousand words that I kind of said." So I felt like a little bit off the hook, I guess. In that, I wouldn't have to sh- to show up to you and say oh, I didn't quite make it. Um, but <laughs> I think I still would have. I had to write this other story anyway um I've you know had a busy week and I just sort of thought I actually think this is a really good time to Mm -hmm. just give myself a little tiny mini break from it and I mean it's probably only really been like six days but it's actually it's enough of a break that you do just put it out of your head for a little while which I think is pretty healthy um because I think you also just do you start to get a bit of perspective that you like realize even that you sort of needed and it can be tiny little things. Like it's not unfortunately always the big helpful plot points that you're unravelling. It can be like just little, I don't know, conversations even or, um, I don't know, little tiny scenes or just little things that have obviously been irking you that you don't even realise have been irking you that you kind of go, oh, I know, that's, that's a quick tick. I can fix that now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just healthy maybe to have a bit, bit of a break.
0: Mm, I love that now we talked about you printing out and sometimes you said that printing out was a bit of a procrastination sort of tool but you waited till 90,000 words first of all is that like longer than you'd usually go before printing 90,000?
1: I mean if I had my way I'd just print it out all the time and just (laughs) like admire it and feel like I was constructively using my time by just sort of reading it over and over um so I've I have gotten a lot better at that anyway like I think my first book I had I don't know 15 printed drafts of the thing and then by the time I've gotten to my most recent book I think this is only the second time I've really printed this out I printed out the first few chapters I wrote ages ago and then that's kind of it and then I've done one other kind of printout at, at about 25,000 or so words. Um, I don't know there's something about reading it on a on mm-hmm. printed paper that just feels more real than reading it on a computer. It's the same when authors offer um, to send me their um, ARCs you know their advanced reader copies and I really struggle to not have a hard.
0: Yeah on the copy. same.
1: Yeah I can like I can do it and obviously at work I, I don't really print anything out with work yeah. and I read stuff all the time but there's something about fiction that I find tricky to read on a screen. I just don't Mm. seem to connect with the story in the same way. So I think it's important and I don't, you know, I think it's definitely an important part of my process. I cannot imagine writing a book and not at some point reading it as a, you know, book. Um, But yes, it's definitely like, it's definitely a, a temptation that I have to actively avoid giving into because I, I think what happens is that it's just, yeah, when I, when I feel like I've hit a little bit of a wall and I'm like, ah oh, I could write this new scene or I could just like review the whole story and just see how everything's kind of fitting together, um, I just have to these days know when that's actually me just avoiding doing something that's a bit difficult um, versus giving myself a little bit of an out. Mm. Uh, but I think, I think at this particular juncture, because I've got so much of the story down and so much of it like uh, quite clear in my head, but there's just all of this sort of like how it all weaves back together, yeah. I think re-reading it at this stage is actually going to be the most efficient way to get
0: the rest of the book down. Mm-hmm. And it's weird so that you say that too because for my work, I'm on the computer all day and hmm. then when someone says, oh, can I send you a PDF? I'm like, oh, no. And then they're like, can I send it to your Kindle? I'm like, mm, I don't even know where my Kindle is or my charger because I just don't like you connect with it. And I thought it would be really great yeah. to travel with. Turns out I'd just rather travel with a book.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I take books overseas and then know that I'm going to leave them in yeah. places. Yeah. And I'd rather distribute books around yeah. the world than um,
0: take electronic Readers. yeah so, that's yeah. what I did for sure did this big road trip and I ended up buying probably five or six seven books and I just left them in hotel rooms hoping someone would love them
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's just a maybe it's just a I don't know if it's a childhood thing maybe kids today won't have it maybe they'll you know be different but although my kids feel like physical books so um but maybe it's just the way that you were brought up reading fiction and it feels right to be holding it maybe there's some kind of like Hand tactile
0: something yeah I'm not sure but um maybe and also maybe you don't want to feel like you're at work maybe yeah you know it sort it's like
1: workish if you sort of yeah computer and I mean definitely when I'm writing it feels it feels like work it's a different kind of work yeah it's a completely different um mindset because I'm you know it's just me I'm not sort of meetings talking being interrupted or whatever but it does still feel like work and you yeah you've got to grind right like <laughs> yeah. do work now whereas even actually reading the um, printed copy back that doesn't feel as much like work like there's something about that that feels mm. quite um, like I can be really critical obviously and I can you know absolutely be like that doesn't make sense to rewrite that but there's something nice about that it doesn't feel as much of a chore like yeah. I don't look at it and think, oh, uh, this is going to be really hard, um, I still, like, once I've done all my markups, I'm like, oh, God, now I've got to do all this work. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it do- It feels like a slightly different, like, mode of work, I suppose. So
0: mm. Yeah. yeah been- so you go through with a pen, mark up the pages, and then go back to your laptop?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I read it. Um, I read it differently to how I write it. I definitely read it. I never pause halfway through. A chapter like I do when I'm writing to give myself like a cliffhanger to come back to. I read the chapter and I, and I mark up detailed notes, uh, like particularly if there's something really obvious like spelling errors or consistency errors or whatever. Um, I don't figure everything out as I'm writing. Often I'll kind of underline something and put a big star next to it, which is basically like something doesn't read quite right here. You need to come back and think about this a bit more. Um, and, it, and it's sometimes I kind of know what the answer is straight away and I will say, you know, like kind of make a little note to myself and other times I'm more just like don't know what's wrong but definitely it's not good so fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and normally I find I do come back to that once I've got my computer back out and I'll generally I do agree with my previous self and I'm like, yeah, something's not right here and I end up actually digging in and potentially spending a bit of time completely completely rewriting something or adding something in or whatever sometimes I'll be like no that's fine like I don't know what I was was thinking fine yeah just depends but it's a good checker anyway because at least I go back and I really think about it um and then once I finish a chapter and I've read the chapter I'll kind of try to just sit there for a second and think generally slightly big picture which I do find hard because you know, how, how much you can step out of a chapter is kind of tricky. But yeah. and then just have a post-it to kind of go, this chapter is pretty good overall. Or this chapter probably really needs to be revisited generally. <laughs> <Not the laughs> sentence level, but like some things perhaps, is it maybe in the wrong order? Is it not interesting enough? Is it not revealing enough? So I'll just try to have like even just like one or two words that's yeah. kind of like boring or doesn't feel like flows good or not in right spot and then at least I come back and look at that as well
0: yeah yeah and do you feel like you read it as a reader or are you still reading it as a writer
1: I I think I read it as a reader Mm -hmm. yeah I don't I mean obviously I know I've written it but I don't I don't actually really feel like that when I'm writing it I don't I don't really sit there and think oh yeah I know exactly what's going to happen or oh you know this is terrible or it's i do find i can pretty well get into the story and and just try to sort of accept it for what it is coming at me yeah the only thing that i think is really funny is that you you don't realize you have um kind of writing styles and quirks i think like you know you know you do because other people tell you but you don't really uh see it yourself until you're going to fix something and then you write something, like a little note to yourself, and then you realise you've already done it one sentence later. And that's when you, like, realise that you have got this inbuilt sort of way of describing something or the words. Wow, are- that's yeah. funny. Yeah, and, I, like, I'll often do that. I'll often put a note in or change words and then, like, li- you know, within the same paragraph just a got bit further down done it. And I'm like, oh, it's obviously a Sarah trope, you know.
0: But- <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Is why editors, you know, so clearly weighted editors are so important because they're not you and they yeah. don't have any of those bias or if they do, they're their own ones so they can see yours. And, um, yeah, so I find that funny. I'm kind of like, oh, look, past me and current me are actually. <laughs> the <to> same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I do think I can read it though and um, relatively objectively finish a chapter and go, yep, yeah, that's working um but equally and this is probably a little bit my you know my job being quite you have to be quite self-aware of like when something's not working I think I'm also pretty good at being like that's not really quite right there's something about that that feels forced or the characters aren't really being like true to themselves and I think you what rereading a story does it definitely allows you to see where your characters have been quite inconsistent um and I think that's normal because the way you start a book and then sort of the characters do develop.
0: Yeah.
1: Often like I'll have them coming sort of really hot in at the start and they're quite, you know, maybe they're arrogant or maybe they're timid or maybe they're slightly exaggerated versions of what you sort of want their personality to be because you're trying to go this character's going to be like this type of force of energy in the book. Yeah. And then as you write them, they become a bit more nuanced and a bit less one-dimensional and you know different things have happened so I find when I go back and read it from the start I'm like whoa this guy came in so hot and that just kind of feels really jarring now because I know Mm -hmm. what happens and so you can kind of soften or just lead up to your points a bit more subtly I think Mm. which you can't do at the because you kind of don't know exactly how
0: they're all going to get along. So, yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting though with character because you've got to remain consistent, but you obviously want some of your characters to go on a journey and then you're writing in different spots in different orders that like when you're going back to edit. So, it's a really tricky thing to make sure that character has that consistency throughout but can still manage to evolve at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't want, yes, you definitely still want there to be the arc. So, you don't want to kind of take that away. But I think it's more that maybe you're you're clearer about the arc that you're writing toward. Yeah. So you can just be a bit more helpful in setting up, you know, how that's going to play out without perhaps things coming sort of a bit more out of left field or, you know, just little things like when someone meets because you then know what they end up, what kind of relationship they end up having, maybe there's, there's more to the meeting that you want to make more of a deal out of or less mm-hmm. like you you get to play around with it i guess and decide but yeah i've definitely even just on the five chapters i've kind of reread so far there was a few characters that like the way they the rate the way the reader first met them i'm like oh well that doesn't really that's not really the kind of introduction that that character warrants based on sort of how important they do or don't end up being mm-hmm. So I've kind of, and it's quite easy, like the fixes probably sound quite difficult, but often it's just how they talk when they first meet or in what context that conversation happens, how much dialogue they have. Like it doesn't have to be sort of huge structural changes. It's just little things that probably just feel a bit more balanced within the context of the broader book.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. Now with 90,000 words, how far are you to the end? Because I know some of your books go over 100.
1: Yeah, like I, I still don't really know. I think I will – I'm put, my plan sort of for this week is to read the draft through to the end because it does – I don't know exactly how long it will take but it will be a good six, seven hours, you know, if I'm sort of reading and taking notes and whatever. So I think by, say, Saturday, if I've managed to, to do that, Saturday, late Saturday, um. <laughs> I think I'll kind of I'll walk away with heaps of corrections to fix throughout the body of the manuscript itself, which will be fine. And I find that quite, it's like having a to-do list. You can just mm-hmm. turn the computer on, work your yep. way through all the notes and it's quite sort of transactional, I guess. Yeah. But what I'll also probably have is this kind of bigger action list, which will be what what scenes are missing, what still needs to happen, what still needs to be resolved, what's not linking And that's difficult. That's more the structural edit, like that's the horrible list where you're like, oh, I've really got to like block out time to really think about all that stuff. So I'm not sure is the answer to your question, but I think I'll be a bit more sure by the weekend. Um, I keep kind of thinking no matter what, it's probably no more than 20,000 words, like no matter what. Okay. Hopefully Mm -hmm. it's not right 40 delete 20 <laughs> that would be pretty, like that would be pretty depressing um but i'm definitely still like i always say this to, and it's not cuz i'm trying to be negative but you know i'm close in kind of um race percentage finish terms but yeah. also not because yeah. i know You'll put that, it all together and, yeah and mm. and and reworking it and and changing things and whatever so i reckon sort of generous I'm still probably at the 65% mark done because I do think there's probably like the balance of the words to write a lot of my own fixing and then hand it in and then more fixing and so on so like it feels good to have the skeleton like I kind of know what the skeleton looks like that's you know it's a a person it's (laughs) that's good but yeah like there's going to be some Forensic,
0: <laughs> going over this skeleton and you know changing things around and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we're mid-November. Your goal was Christmas, so five yeah. six weeks or so. You got yeah. twenty thousand words. You're gonna yeah. be able. To, you're gonna do it, right?
1: Twenty thousand words. I think so. I'm. I'm not. I'm in mean, the next few the weeks. lot. Is, it's, it's a it's, lot. It's also. It's a really bad time of the year to have a deadline. Like I'm just yeah. regretting that. Massively, because there's all this extra, you know, as you would know, lots of extra stuff happening. Um, I think I will definitely, I will definitely have like a full draft of the book done yeah. by Christmas, um, and I can probably hand in that draft to my agent because, like, you know, I can send it to her with quite a few caveats, like more caveats than I would ever send to say my publisher. Yeah, um, and she, you know, she'll be like noted fine. Um, and psychologically, I'd really like to do that. But I'm, I like, I would like to do it knowing, you know, looking myself in the mirror that it's actually pretty close to the final draft
0: and yeah. that's the bit I'm not sure
1: mm. I'll be able
0: to achieve because, so you've yeah. got about 4,000 words a week around about-ish to go until Christmas and so you reckon you'll get the word count down but probably not mm-hmm. as refined as you'd hoped?
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll probably be a situation where I'll feel like, the first half of the book is pretty refined because yep. I will have read that over now, like yep. you know, three or four times. I will have fixed it and edited it and really like pressure tested it. And then I think the second half of the book just will not have had that going yeah, over. Yeah, has to catch up. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's and it's going to be it'll be a little bit rushed. I will need to have thought about it a bit more times. It's also where everything comes together, so it's the biggest risk of the book because. Mm. to kind of make sense and feel right so um yeah i think i'll I'll have a half drafted book that's quite (laughs) quite finessed and then i'll have this other half that's a bit hectic Um, (laughs) but i still feel like i would probably give myself a pass if that was the case absolutely that's fine sure Um, so
0: we just said a draft we didn't actually go into what kind of a draft we just said this many words by the end of, you know, by December, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, so no, I think I will, um, but yeah, just sort of the the mark that I give the draft. <laughs> it's probably a little bit up in the air, yeah. So say
0: we get to, you know, 110,000 by Christmas Day, celebrating and some ham, whatever ye. eat, um, then you might send it to your um, agent beforehand and then she gives you notes back. How long will it take then for you to fix it and get from 65 to 100?
1: Um, uh look, I haven't really mapped out the timeline after Christmas because I'm a bit like that's a next year kind of problem, but, um, uh, like, that's coming pretty close. So uh, if I hear back from her, like, mid-Jan, say, or, you know, mid to sort of three-quarters of the way through January, I would probably give myself four weeks to get it into a really what I feel like is a pretty Tight spot, addressed all her feedback, fix any wrangling things that have come. Sounds of annoyed quick. Me. Yeah. She, I mean, she would not normally give me full structural edit notes, like a full report. Mm. She'll just give me like a list of problems that she's yeah. like, that felt wrong, that didn't feel right, that seemed odd, fix these things. Um, so it's quite like a targeted sort of hit list. Hopefully she likes it. I mean, if she just thinks the whole thing's a mess, she'll probably, that, that will throw me in. That will probably be longer than four weeks. But um, she knows the concept of this book, so at least she's already, she's yep. had the, she knows the pitch. Um, so, yeah, like I'd probably try to do four weeks. I find once I've got feedback, I think I work well with that because I'm so sort of conditioned <laughs> to, yep. to, to have feedback and then a deadline. Like get the feedback, what's the good line? Fix it. So yeah, I'm pretty like once it's in my head, I also I get I can't relax very much when I've actually got a task hovering over me and I find the task of like feedback to address way more distracting than oh, I just should keep writing my book because it feels a bit more sort of fixable and tangible. Yeah. So I end up just trying to plow through it anyway because I find I can't actually enjoy doing much else relaxing. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so and hopefully I'll have some new year enthusiasm by then as well uh so yeah I reckon if I'm handing it into my publisher sort of like at some point mid to three quarters Feb I'd be very very pleased with that um if I can do it earlier that would be amazing but yeah it'll sort of depend on the next the
0: next six weeks I guess and then goes to the publisher yes Okay, and then you get more feedback. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'll get you.
1: feedback from her and, like, again, she'll sort of read it. She won't give, like, a full um, report or anything but more like a, a guided commentary on, like, what's working, mm. what's not working, whatever. Um, and then once it goes to the editor, it's that proper, you know, structural edit, line edit, all that sort of jazz. So it goes into a real sort of process after that.
0: And hopefully a contract in between there.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, well, I I have a contract now.
0: Oh, you do? Okay, I that's do. new. Yes. That's new. Yes.
1: Yes. So okay. How did this happen? Few, um, they approached me and said we would like you to write another book, and I said, "Well, luckily, I've here's not I didn't say here's one I prepared earlier, but I was like I haven't preparing one." <laughs> did you not say? Have you not been listening to the Words and Nerds podcast? <laughs> I didn't say that, no. But um, I did. Um, I did say, "Oh, yeah, I've I have been working on something, so hopefully that will be um, appropriate." And um, yeah, so I technically have an actual deadline. I think it's June or July next year.
0: Fantastic! This is great news. Will,
1: yeah, which I will obviously very, very much aim to. Yeah, um, yeah. Submit earlier, um,
0: but, but you're yeah. there, definitely there. You know, if you get to 110, and then you. Get yeah. it to your agent and then you fix it all up. Like, June, you'll smash that.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, my agent was very happy with me because I said, oh, no, I'm going to get it to you hopefully, you know, around Christmas. And she was like, well, that's that's ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the schedule was until now. So that's <laughs> Great. That's one way to, to better schedule is just not know <laughs> so, what it is. Um, and start,
0: like, you know, start, because by the yeah. time you submit it, you would have started a year before that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um,
1: so, no, so I do have sort of a, an actual deadline, but to be honest, I'm kind of I'm more calendar year. So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. My deadline yeah. at the moment, which I think also is working well for me anyway. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I think when you're so busy and you've got lots of, you know, I don't know what the expression is. I always get them wrong. Pies in the air. That's totally wrong. Lots of something. Plates. Plates. My God, I'm terrible at expressions. I do the worst things. Plates in the air. You don't
1: want them to fall down and smash.
0: Correct. You you actually don't want pies to fall either. I'd like to eat them. Um, But when you do that, I think you have to compartmentalize. So you have to go, right, just got to get to December. And then next year can be next year's problem. You know, I often say to my kids, that's not today's problem. That's going to be Wednesday's problem because I can't fit that into my brain. So I think perhaps, although you know that's all coming, you've compartmentalised so your brain doesn't explode.
1: Yeah, and I'm a big fan of, um, you know, obviously if if something really bad happens, you you need to worry about it. But generally speaking, if you can can delay the worrying energy, and direct it towards a day or even hopefully never, um, <laughs> you know, I find the things you often worry about, especially from a schedule and logistics point of view, either half the time they sort themselves out anyway.
0: They and, do. you know, if
1: someone cancels something or someone's sick or it just, something just shifts around enough that everything kind of slots into place. And I kind of always think, oh, I'm so glad I didn't spend a whole lot of energy mm. arranging all of these things because it was all kind of fine. Um, and also just progress is always
0: better than sort of, you know, anxious con- sort of concern. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm learning that now, you know, I used yeah. to always preempt things that could happen. and my brain is, yeah. I'm now deliberately telling myself, what's the point of this? That's right. It's just, it's so tempting.
1: Like I'm, I don't think I'm not saying it's easy, but I do think that, you know, um, what if I can't write a book before the end of this year? It's like, well, what if I can? Yeah. And I definitely know one way of not writing it and that's to keep worrying about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, you just have to sort of go stop that. Like yeah, stop that. you do, like,
0: you do. And it's hard to push away. Yeah. And um, I often have thought about, oh, what if this happens and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm thinking it's a real new mindset for me. They're going, no, Stop hasn't happened we'll worry about that when the time comes that's right So yeah, yeah. it's a lesson it's a lesson of growth so it's interesting but, that you, you're already there I'm not but I'm trying no, no I'm
1: sure <laughs> I'm sure you're there and I mean there's also like just sometimes just t- t- like time management is, is also about being a bit selfish like yeah totally. I would quite like to have some you know time off over the break and um if I work a little bit harder now then I won't have to work half harder over the break so I'm like well yeah. I'd rather just lean in and get things done you know what i mean so it's it's kind of just also about convenience
0: and managing your own time in a way that suits you so that's what i've been to try to do (laughs) yeah and i'm totally about you know selfishness has always been seen as this really bad thing but i actually don't think that at all i think being selfish is actually really important um obviously there's a balance of that but being selfish and and you know really taking care of what you need to do and when you need to get it done i think that's actually really important i don't think
1: I think selfishness has got a bad rap. I I could not agree more. And I actually think selfishness is incredibly productive. Yeah. And it's half the reason we have all the great things in the world that we have. So I would never want it to be, you know, yeah. sort of downgraded. And I yeah, agree. I think you choose your selfish moments, of course. And it can't be a permanent state. But. I think sometimes people actually really respect it and it's and selfishness and passion are pretty closely linked as well so, yep um, no one's really saying passions bad and I think selfishness kind of
0: goes hand in hand with that sometimes so I think it's really important as well yeah no I absolutely agree and um, you need to do that or we wouldn't have this book so 2024 release we're thinking I'm not sure I like okay. I, I I don't know don't I know think the rest it, of the schedule
1: <laughs> no, it really depends on um, me. Like it really depends yeah. on when I get it in, what, yeah.
0: what state it's What's, in, <laughs> yeah, how much they want you to,
1: yeah, yeah. It. yeah. So, um, okay. I mean, I'd love to have it come out next year if it's in the in the right um, frame of being a book. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll find out. And um, yeah, I mean that's why you know that's why it is tempting to get the draft to be as good as I possibly can because in theory that should make the next Unless, the process yeah. better. Yeah hasn't always turned out that way but like (laughs) in theory that's that's the plan so um Mm -hmm. yeah I for now I'm just focusing on getting it in and done and then then I'll I'll be able to tell you more about the timeline after that
0: yeah that's great and I just love you know really unpacking the process you know I think so many people it's you see this beautiful book and that's it and you read it in six hours or whatever and it's done I always do that but you know Mm -hmm. you've got you're editing so many times now just this really raw draft sage then you're going to get feedback from your agent and then you're going to fix it again and then you're going to give it to the publisher and then they're going to give you feedback and then the editor's going to give you feedback. There's a lot, lot to go on before it hits, hits the shelves and gets in your hands. Yes, yes. And I'd
1: love to say that that, you know, sometimes writers use the word, you know, there's lots of crafting that goes into the, final product and I'm like god it doesn't feel like crafting it feels like (laughs) grind (laughs) it feels like grind a lot of the time it's probably crafting when it's just sitting with me yes once everyone else has has a go at it it feels just sort of like taking orders at the deli where you're like, oh, oh, God, this and then this and then this, and you end up with, like, trying to remember the million things that people have ordered and you're like, oh, my God. So, yeah, anyway, all that to look forward to.
0: Yeah, well, that's big news and major goal. And so next time we talk two or three weeks, whenever we get the chance to catch up, I'm in Melbourne in two weeks. So we said we're going to try yeah. to do that. Yes. Um, what's your goal?
1: Um. Well, definitely to have read it through marked up on my notes, worked my way through them, and then added to the actual balance of words. So I, I will say ninety five thousand just because I think yeah, it'll be you got a lot
0: five, of stuff to do.
1: And yeah. And those new words should be really focused, good, purposeful words. So that's yeah. what I'm thinking makes sense right now.
0: Do you know how it ends yet?
1: Well I've written the end. Oh, oh, that's right. You went yeah. last time. You wrote the entity filling in the gaps. Yeah, it has really chapter, but No, 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 not yet. But, um, I, but I, I think it's really the, the, it's like the second and third last chapters that, okay. I'm, be hard. that I'm really talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I'm still, I have a few thoughts now, which is kind of good, but
0: I'm, I am still playing around with exactly. Still wrangling.
1: How this, yeah, how that plays <laughs> out.
0: Yeah. awesome well I feel very inspired after that chat you've made your goals you've got your contract you've almost got this schedule you've got a plan you're nearly there it's really cool and you know from starting in June or July whenever we started with about 20,000 words I reckon I want to say we've come a long way so I've actually done nothing but I want (laughs) to say we've come a long
1: way no you have it's been like
0: it is I mean
1: look I think if everyone I guess this is like a writer's group which I've actually never I've never been in one but I imagine it's a similar um, sort of situation where you do have that accountability, and it's it is helpful. I think it it does keep you on track without being it doesn't feel like a chore or anything, but it just feels really helpful. So mm.
0: well, yeah, I'm glad, good. and I like how I've not found out how many words you've written in between because I actually really yeah, want right? to be surprised when I'm recording. I'm like, oh my god, you've made it, which I think you have mm. every episode. So uh, I missed. I think I definitely
1: missed one, but um, yes, like it's it's that is. Definitely
0: on my mind, so that's <laughs> <helpful>. <laughs> Awesome. Alright, well I can't wait to see in about a fortnight you're gonna have read your paper version, you're gonna have marked it up with your notes and have at least five thousand yep. more words. Yep, deal. Yep. Amazing. Can't wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sarah. Always no thanks so much, Danny.